Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of DFV. I am Anthony. I am Brad. That is that guy, Brad, over there. And uh, today we got a special one. Uh, one of these films we've talked about before, but the internet basically just put this in our lap. We got uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once versus Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so with Everything Everywhere All at Once, we did touch on this one a little bit, but this is a movie that we definitely need to dive into a little bit deeper. Uh, we kind of just scratched sure. the surface with saying what we thought on it real quick, and then we moved on. Uh, now we get to kind of dive in and talk about the real wackiness of that movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, heads up, if you've never been here before, uh, spoilers abound. Uh, spoilers abound for everything everywhere, and spoilers abound for uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, did you see everything everywhere again before we did this? I did not. I was trying to see if it was like streaming anywhere yet, and I couldn't find anywhere that it was available. And it's not even playing in theaters around me anymore, except for really? like in the like one showing at 7 p.m. <laughs> on a Wednesday kind of thing, and that's it. It's still near me. I might want. I, I kind of do want to see it again. Um, mother-in-law coming in town this weekend and she wants to see Dr. Strange and, you know, my wife wants to see Strange again. I'm like, I kind of want to see everything everywhere again. Yeah. Not, uh, Strange. I, I definitely want to see it again. Cause it, it's, we're, we'll get into it, but yes, I, I definitely want to check it out again. Oh, folks, if you, uh, if you don't know what we're about here, spoilers abound for both, uh, Dr. Strange and everything everywhere. Uh, so, you know, be prepared for that. If you haven't seen either movie, uh, come back after you've seen them. Or if you don't care about spoilers, uh, Proceed. stick around. <laughs> Proceed, you know, stick around. See what we get into. Um, look, man, usually we don't do this here. But uh, you want to go chronological with this? Um, I think we should go chronological with this one, which okay. right. puts us first with everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, do you want to take this one or do you want me? Uh, I got this one. This okay. is cool. I got it. Um, so everything, everywhere, all at once. This is a very great, absurdist science fiction comedy, uh, drama, action. Uh, it's re it's really a cluster, cluster of a film, but it's 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 uh, done really well. It's made by the team of Daniels. Uh, you would know them best for the uh, Turn Down for What music video and Swiss Army Man. Yes, they did is. Swiss Army Man with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Yeah. Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. Um, so basically, this follows a uh, Chinese American woman played by Michelle Yeoh. Um, her name is Evelyn Wang. So she runs a laundromat alongside her husband, um, who is um, thinking about divorcing her because their marriage hasn't been going so well. Um, she, their, her father, who is kind of old and in a wheelchair and cranky, uh, lives with them. And uh, she has a daughter uh, named Joy who, uh, you know, she's visiting her on the cusp of, uh, was it the Chinese New Year or was it her grandfather's birthday? Which one was uh, it? It was her grandfather's birthday that, that she was there for. Okay, it was it was her grandfather's birthday. And, uh, you know, her daughter, you know, has a girlfriend. And, of course, you know, Evelyn's a little old school. And she, um, you know, she, her daughter is just so unlike her, you know, mm. just like Evelyn is kind of unlike her father. So it leads to a very interesting dynamic between them as a family. Yeah. And with Evelyn, 
one of the main character traits of her is that she is incapable of finishing anything. She starts all this stuff. She basically runs her life on, you know, the, the will of what's going on at that moment. And she never got to take in a talent or take in like a hobby or anything like that. She's a workhorse through and through and only cares about the laundromat. Like her family is secondhand to everything. Uh, Her hobbies are secondhand to everything. It's literally running this laundromat is all she does because it's all that she thinks she can do well. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I got to admit, when I first started this film, I didn't know how I was was going to feel about her character. You know, I was like, I was like, this is an interesting protagonist, but, you know, everything about her speaks, you know, you know focus, focus. You know, I don't have I have no um, tolerance for my daughter's nonsense with her and her girlfriend. My my father is cranky. My husband is being as dreamy and optimistic as can be. And it's pointless. You know, there's no like that's another thing. This film is about kind of pessimism. No, no. Pessimism versus nihilism versus optimism. Right. Whereas. The father represents optimism. The mother represents pessimism and the daughter represents nihilism. And uh, I love how those three uh, philosophies or those three walks of life collide in this film. But anyway, the thing that really sets this film off is, uh, you know, they, they have a they have an appointment with the IRS and they meet with um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who I love how much she's a chameleon in this movie, dog. Mm-hmm. Like she represents the total IRS accountant. You know, she's got the she's got the hair, she's got the glasses. The, the glasses, the hunched posture, the uh the the attitude of uh no, you're gonna listen to me yeah. because your your tax receipts are not correct. You see I'm these doing awards, this for you. <laughs> right. You see these awards behind me that low-key look like dildos. <laughs> I won that for being the best auditor of the past three years. You know, like she's just she's great in this movie but um this is where she finds out through her husband through another universe uh the alphaverse who comes in and tells her listen the multiverse is in trouble i'm not your husband from this universe but i'm your husband in another alphaverse uh i you need to do you need to do something about this the enemy uh, is is um, planning. We don't know who the enemy is at this point, but he says the enemy is planning to ruin everything in all existence. So from this point on, she has like a little headset that her alternate universe husband gives to her. Yeah, it's like a little Bluetooth headset. Yeah, the Bluetooth headset. And uh, with this, she can travel through different um, universes within the multiverse and can learn different skills and uh, basically save existence, uh, so to speak. So, you know, um, just to kind of like, you know, fast forward a little bit, we learned that the enemy is indeed her husband, her daughter, mm-hmm. another version of her daughter. Her daughter from the Alphaverse. From the Alphaverse. Um, due to being shown everything, all it basically being shown everything everywhere all at once, it made her go mad and realize, and well, her realization is that existence is, is, is pointless. Yeah, and there's so no she, point in anything if everything's a possibility. Because it means that if everything matters, nothing matters. In so a way. with that, so with that, she just aims to destroy everything. Um, well, she so, aims to create a uh, bag, an everything bagel by literally putting everything on a bagel, 
which right. in turn would destroy and collapse the universe and put her out of the misery of being stuck in the multiverse where she no longer thinks she has a life, a personality or anything because no matter what she does, she can always just zip to somewhere else where that didn't happen. Mm, yeah. So uh, that's that. Uh, that's the movie in a nutshell. Uh, we're going into a quick synopsis of it. Uh, Brad, I when we last talked about this, I told you that I really thought this movie was amazing. And I know you said you thought it was great too, but you said it didn't deserve the hype it was getting. Like, not all yeah, the hype. I, I This movie is and i still believe this that this movie is getting just a bunch of like praise of like oh my god this is the greatest movie ever made this is you know the best thing that ever come out of you know these creators you know and it's getting to that point where it's a lie i mean a lie though it's a great movie i'll say that 100 i agree with that but it's it's getting so much praise yeah it's not the greatest movie ever made uh, but everybody's acting like this is the shoe win for the Oscars and everything like that. This is the like I give give it this. It's definitely going to get nominated. That's for sure. If this mm-hmm. doesn't get nominated, that's a travesty on its own. But mm-hmm. I don't see this winning. You know, granted, we don't know what else is coming, but I right. don't see this one winning because of the kind of movie it is. It, it takes a lot of risks and everything, and it has a lot of great concepts. But some of them, I think, it kind of falters on that I would have loved to see kind of utilized a little bit more. Like the idea of her being able to use uh, the different skills and talents she can kind of borrow from other universes. Right. I absolutely love it. Uh, but I don't like how she so quickly adapted to figuring out how to access those when this is a character that we're told isn't good at anything. This is what makes this Evelyn different from every other universe is this is the one universe where Evelyn failed at literally everything, which is the perfect place because this is the one Evelyn that, uh, I can't remember what they call the villain in it. Uh, but that she uh, can't be found. Uh, Tupaki. No, Jobu. They call Jobu. her Jobu. Yes. Right, right. So, um, which makes her the perfect person to fight Jobu because this is the only Evelyn that she'll never be able to find because she's just so bad at everything. See, I don't feel like, I feel like this, listen, I, I've seen the praise on this movie, but I feel like we see that with everything everyone loves, right? We've seen that with um, Baby Driver. We've seen that with, uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to say Twilight because Twilight was a phenomenon, but what's a movie that's great but everybody hails it as the best thing ever but it's not i don't want to say avatar either which we got to talk about that did you see the preview for two? Oh yeah i saw the preview for the second one okay we'll talk about that after the after the discussion but um it, it, it there's a there's a great film that comes out that gets way 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 too much hype yeah. and you know i understand that but I don't think a lot of hype that's tor- that comes to this film is unjustified. Like, yeah. I really, I feel about this film the same way you felt about Coda, if that makes sense. Yeah, so this one, I, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that uh, for a while, I really wanted to see this one when the preview started. And mm-hmm. then it took a while for it to, like, come to theaters here. So it, it was about a month or so after it had come out in theaters before I was able to see it. And by then, all I heard was, 
10 out of 10 movie. This is the perfect movie. This is the greatest movie ever. And so I went into it going, man, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. Oh, man, you should never do that. You, well, you got, sometimes you gotta it's right. Sometimes it's right, but you always got to come in with a minimum level of like, we'll see what happens. That's what I did with the Batman, and I was blown away, and it really was one of the best Batman films I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But um, with this one, I walked in. Everyone gave it praise, but I said, let's just see what happens. I walked in, and it blew me away. Like, um, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a shock as to how I feel about this movie, but um, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to ask is uh, so so do you just is it you going against the grain or you honestly just think tight? I, I think it's a tight. great movie. I do, right, right. but there's a couple things that I would have loved to see a little bit more of um, because you have this whole thing with her and her daughter. A lot of that is sped through very quickly. With, you think so? I, I think they spent so. a good enough time. Um, especially with well, with her Jobu daughter and everything like that. Because at some point Jobu and her daughter become the same person. Or the daughter from her universe become the same person. So at that point Kinda, yeah. it kind of like speed rolls everything to her going, Oh no, everything does matter, specifically because it doesn't matter. And it's like Okay, I, I get where you're trying to go with this movie, but you're you're not doing it. You're you're not selling me on this. See, I I couldn't disagree with you more. I think they sold they sold it home because when it gets to the point where it's like they start laughing, like man, life doesn't mean anything. We're literally a rock sitting on a on a cliff. Oh, the rock the scene had me choking on my own breath. I was laughing so hard. Uh, I absolutely right, like, love that part. Right, like that's. That was great, you know, but then her her wife kind of realizes, like, listen, I'm listening to my husband here. And he says, in the face of everything, you know, anger, madness, negativity, I stay positive because positivity gets me through life. Like, I stay optimistic. It gets me through life as it does, like, most of us. Mm-hmm. So she goes with that. She goes, you know what? He's right. Like, like when, wait, when she, um... She gets in trouble at her laundromat and the IRS lady, uh, what's her name, De- uh, Deirdre, is like, oh, I'm shutting this place down. He goes over and talks to her. And she's like, oh, my husband, he's always ruining everything. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He actually gets the reason with her. and She's like, OK, fine, I'll give you an extension. Like she walks away. And this woman has been hell bent on uh, like getting, earning respect. Like, hey, you're going to respect me here. I'm, I'm the IRS lady. You know, yeah. but, I have the power here. You should show me the respect for that power. Right. Uh, but he saves the day and he says, no, like, you know, like, listen, I my wife is going through some stuff right now with her dad. You know, it, it, you know please, uh, you know, help us out. So she goes, fine. So she learns to that. She learns to her husband actually listening to her husband, like 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 um, watching her husband. Got, no, wait a minute. There is meaning. There is meaning in in meaninglessness. So I don't know. I feel like it summed it up well. It summed it up well without without pounding it down into our throats. But I don't feel like it went by quick. I feel like they put enough sufficient time in it to to drive the theme home of, you know, there is meaning to a meaningless life. See, I it, it just didn't hit me the same way. It, it seemed to just come out of left field for her character, because up until that point, she's going, oh, yeah, everything is meaningless. And then her. She goes, you know, 
that whole scene with uh, him talking to the IRS, she comes out as like, yeah, it's just your uh, husband there, you know, he has too much hope. And then she starts doing that to use to monologue against her daughter. And it's like, mm. you don't, uh, I don't like how that just skipped the beat right to there. Like that one conversation is what made her realize everything. She's been living in the multiverse for everything. And it was that quick conversation that made her go, Oh wait, maybe that's you're the, right, mom. That's the meaninglessness of life, man. The realizations come in the weirdest places when it's been in front of your face this whole time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, listen, um, I hear, I, I kind of think you're grasping at straws, but I, I understand what you're saying. I think you're nitpicking a little, but I, I get it. See, for me, um, this one isn't a nitpick. This is just one of those things where, it, to me, it felt like they just kind of were like, okay, we got to wrap this movie up. How do we uh, solve this problem? I don't know. Just have right. her husband cause the everything to be solved by just being optimistic. And it's like, no, that's not where everything was kind of leading to. Right, you know, right. it was kind of leading to them, you know, having this moment where they go their separate ways and they have this moment where they decide that they can agree on everything. And then it's like, no, we can't let it end like that. And it was just like, no, movie, stop. No, you were doing so well with <laughs> doing something unpredictable. And then you went back into predictable. Well, I think they could have ended it either way, but. I feel like where they ended it drove home the theme of the movie. Like when, when you're when you feel everything everywhere all at once, you can't say it's meaningless. Even if you you even if your own daughter shows you that look, you can literally be a rock on a cliff watching the sunrise. It's all pointless. You can find meaning in the pointlessness. Mm -hmm. Like you you can you can push back and go no. There is some there is something to look forward to, whether you have faith in God or whether you have like faith in humanity. There's always something to look forward to and have faith in. Like I, I feel like I um I don't like the whole Captain America optimism of superhero films, but I like the optimism that was thrown at me in this one. Cause I was like, you know what? It drove that point home. It even it even explored the negativity part of it, but it it came, it drove it home. And I don't know, it didn't seem predictable to me. To me, it just came off as like the the safe way to end the movie for a movie that mm -hmm. was playing on the edge of your seat the entire rest of it. Uh, I'll say this: the rest of the movie, I absolutely this is literally the one thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That we, I have a problem with this movie. I don't think I'm nitpicking with it because this is just the one point where I actually was sitting at the movie theater and went. <sighs> okay, that's what they're gonna do at the ending. Really, like they, okay, okay, movie. You, you, you did great up to this point. You did great, but it was just it was such a safe way to end the movie that I was kind of disappointed in it. Uh, mm. Still, I think they did it well. I'm not right. gonna say that it was a bad ending and it ruined the whole movie or anything like that. It was just the safest play for the movie which is not the turn that I was expecting it to, or the turn that I wanted it to take. I wanted it to go somewhere else because you have, you know, the Dan, uh, Daniels is what they're known as with right, uh, right. Quan and Shaynert, which their movies don't end on a predictable note. You know, we had one. Well, 
with uh, Swiss Army Man. Like, that one didn't end on a predictable note. There was no way to tell where that movie was going, and they still oh, okay. took it in a way that was like... I ain't see it yet. Oh, okay. So I won't go into that one then. But this movie just kind of played on the safe bet for it, and that's what kind of just was like, ah, that's that's disappointing to me. That said, I, I understand where everybody's like coming out and going, oh, this movie is amazing and stuff, but it's like, yeah. I think it's getting too heavily praised at that Look, point I got, I gotta hit you with the uncut gems i disagree gary i disagree <laughs> i disagree um but all right man let's hold up quick favorite moments oh favorite moments the rock scene uh right. the going back in time to discover where the uh sausage fingers universe went wrong with the monkeys just killing the last like normal handed uh being uh that was great uh the moment with i guess the moment where he had to like use paper cuts to figure out how to connect to another universe and then when it goes back to that version's uh you know him where he just goes my hand what the (laughs) you know that was great the the choreography in the fight scenes absolutely amazing dude (laughs) i i knew at some point those uh, Auditor of the Year awards would be used for something. Oh yeah! I'm as like, soon as they showed it, like in the shape of a butt plug, I was like, "Oh, that's going up somebody's ass at some point in this movie." There's I'm no like, way that they would make it like that otherwise. That can't just be just a one-off joke. That right. has to be used for something. And then when everyone, when all the guards, and the guard is kind of fighting it, like, uh, put the thing up his ass, <laughs> and she's trying to stop him. Uh, uh, I, then he kind of like taps into the because you know you got to do something weird to like get a skill or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like how uh, when they say to her, they say, "Listen, you, you got you got to do something weird. You got to tell you got you got to tell Deja you love her." She's like, "No way." She's like, "You got to tell her you love her. Like you got to mean <laughs> I it." I love you. No, you got to mean it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, man. I thought. The, the the fight scenes were great, dude. Like the I love it. Fight scenes were phenomenal in this. This had some of the best choreographed fight scenes that I've seen in a movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I liked when uh when Wayman uh I think this was his Alphaverse self when he uh when he find when when he did the showdown with the guards like when they first started fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he got the belt out and he was just like getting prepared. You know the actor he talked about that. He says, well, you know, I practiced um. Man, I forgot what he practiced. I don't. I don't know if I don't know what kind of, of martial arts style it was. But he says I practiced that in real life. So like shooting that scene was like you know it was me um getting back into like you know what I what I used to. Practice. It was like natural motion to him. It wasn't right. like here. Here's how you had to do this. He was just going. Oh no, I I got this. Don't worry. Hey man, I didn't even notice. Did you know uh Kuni? You know Wendy Newman voiced him. No. Yeah. <laughs> really? My man's who did you got a friend in me voice Rock Hakuni. Uh oh, I completely forgot about that thing. The Rakakuni. <laughs> right. That was, was great. Basically, yeah. Uh I love yeah, that they man. had a payoff too. As soon as they she was saying no, 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 Rakakuni, you know the raccoon in the hat that controlled the man to cook stuff. I was like there's going to be a Rakakuni universe. I know that there's going to be one. And when it popped up, I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. This is absolutely wonderful. Because it was even better than I could have expected it to be. Right. Right. 
Yeah, man, this whole movie is just great insanity. I loved it, man. I thought it was a great crowd pleaser. Uh, and I, I like how everything, I really like how everything comes together in the end. I feel like it's a, it's a great happy ending to me. Um, I like how uh, even when she's at her worst, like this is like her worst self in all the universes, she still finds happiness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's still she's still able to find happiness. She's still able to like connect with her grandfather in the end. He's able to connect with his granddaughters. No, connect with her father in the end. She's able to oh, connect yeah. with her. He he connects with her uh, his granddaughter's uh, girlfriend. You know they um this 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 ended things on a very like nice uh, smiley face note, man. And I, I I didn't feel cheated. See, I like I said, that's the only part of this movie that. I, I felt cheated on um, that. I still think that there's way too much hype going on for this movie, especially for the kind of movie it is where a lot of people are going to walk into it and go, I don't understand what I just watched. You know, see, huh? yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like if you give yourself into the weirdness, this film pays off so much. Like, even if you don't know what you're walking into and you just give into it, 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 it pays off and it hits and it hits well. Uh, straight up five out of five for me. It, this one, yeah, it, it's a it's a five out of five for me still. It, it even with that one so thing. You were, so you were nitpicking. That's what it was. It, it is. I don't think it's a nitpick, but at the same time, that one thing doesn't falter the whole rest of the movie to me. Right, uh, right. It's it's a it's a problem with the movie. But I don't think it's a problem that brings it down to a four out of five or a four point five out of five. It's just a problem that I still have with the movie. Um, I still think that it's getting too much of this weird hype around it too. Still, it's weird. I like I I really do like the movie, but I still feel like it's getting way too much praise for. You know, it, it's hard to explain on that one. I disagree, man. I disagree. <laughs> but let's uh, let's move on to the newest film on our agenda. And I'll let you take this off. We got uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So following the events of all the 200 previous Marvel movies and everything, uh, right. we are followed again the story of Doctor Stephen Strange. Uh, this time, a woman has appeared in this universe named America Chavez, who has the ability to travel through the multiverse and go to any universe in which she decides, but she does ha- doesn't have any control of her power. So in an effort to mm-hmm. find somebody that can help out, he decides to enlist the help of Scarlet Witch uh, in order to find a way to protect her from this being that's trying to get access to her only to find out that the being is, you know, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet witch herself. Well, technically he, he enlists Wanda's help. Yeah. Not he, knowing that the Scarlet witch who was taken over Wanda is the person that's after America. Yes. So she, he goes to enlist the help of Wanda, who is the most powerful witch that he knows of that would be able to actually help with what's going on only to find out she's the one causing it. And this leads to America then taking Steven on a journey through the multiverse, trying to find a way to evade Wanda and defeat her while Wanda is also simultaneously chasing them through the multiverse using the dark hold that she has access to. 
right. Yeah, so in a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, I gotta say, when this film started, I, I was I was in. You know, I was in. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, Doctor Strange two, let's go. Um, the pacing it, it it took a while, man, for me to kind of get interested. But the code open with America and you know that universe is Doctor Strange who uh, speaks Spanish. You uh, know. Uh, oh yeah, they were. He was labeled as Defender Strange. Defender Strange. Okay. Yep. As many Stranges in here. You got Defender Strange. You got Zombie Defender Strange. You got R Strange. You got uh, uh, uh you got Mordo Third the Eye. Sorcerer Supreme. You had the uh, Incursion Strange. The Third Eye one. Yeah, the Third Eye one. Oh yeah, the Third Eye one. Yeah, you got a lot of Strangers in here. Um, you know, the code open I thought was nice, good action. You know, good start off point, but. You know, when when the film kind of started and, you know, we see Dr. Strange at the wedding, you know, he's talking to the woman that kind of, you know, his his girlfriend that got away, found another man. Um, oh, man, the one thing I do like about that scene, I love Michael Stolberg's scene where he sits next to him and says, uh, yeah, because it starts off funny and gets sad. He says, yeah, mm-hmm. when I was gone, uh, my pets died. Yeah, I lost all my cats. Right. And then he says, then I lost my brother. You know, Doctor Strange was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." He's like, "Uh, well, I, I just had, just gotta ask if there was any other way. Would we could we have prevented this?" He or, says, yeah, was no. there any? Was this really the only way to defeat Thanos? Right, and he says, "No, man, that was the only way." He says, "He says, well, at least you didn't get the girl." I was like, "Oh man, that's yeah. such a gut punch." It is. That was a great line. That was a great line. Um, but you know, he, he talks with her and he just kind of apologizes for like not being the kind of man that she needed, but you know, she's happy now with her new husband. Um, from then on, when he runs across America and she's, he's saving her from that, like, uh, th- that like beast thing that was chasing her, then it kind of goes into like, kind of like the worst of Marvel or like the most mundane of Marvel where it starts going into the Marvel type humor, you know, they're sitting at the restaurant, him, her, and, um, uh, Wong. Who is, oh, oh, it's like, oh, his name is Wong in real life. Yeah. Benedict Wong. Okay. Yeah. So it's him, Wong, and America sent at the restaurant. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I used to know this guy named Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. He slings webs. What? The webs come out of his butt? I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I'm like, because yeah. <sighs> I'm like, I get it. I, I get some kids are coming to see this. I'm like, all right. Mom, oh, I hope Lord. no kids are coming to see this one. <laughs> I want to get into that too because this yeah. was dark. This was really dark, um, a little satanic in some images. But uh, what I was going to say was, um, you know, it, 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 the pacing kind of it took a while to keep my interest. Mm-hmm. Did you have that same issue? So yeah, I'll agree with this one. It goes into the Marvel formula, which yes, the formula works. I'm going to say that straight off the bat. But when Most you've the seen time. the formula. 20 plus times now 27 times this is right. 28th it, it it's it's getting a little dry they need to mix it up because that first i'd say up until they get pushed into the other dimension i uh, everything was just kind of okay now this is happening here's this here's the introduction of the villain yeah. here's how they do this oh look their first plan failed which shows that the villain's stronger than they expected and it's like it's so formulaic to what you expect that it 
it none of it is a surprise. Like as soon as she popped up as the villain, I was like, okay. Or no, at first it what happens is when Strange goes to her and is like, I need your help and she's like, Well, right. you should just bring America here. Oh like, wait, you I never mentioned her. You you never gave me her name, did you? And it's like, Oh god, she is the villain in this and then they do the whole thing and then it's like, Okay, well they're gonna try and protect her, they're gonna fail, she's gonna pop him into another universe and all that happened. Right. From they're that bring point the good out of her and yeah. Stop her from being so evil and come on, man. Yeah. yeah Go yeah. talk to her and see what you can do. Don't screw this up. It's the fate of the universe. And he goes up, he screws it up, and he comes back. Right. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. It's like okay, yeah. It's it's the Marvel jokiness on a bad situation. Uh then comes back, you know, did it work? I did exactly what you requested. Yeah, you know, like it's <laughs> Dude, you know why I loved Eternals? Because even though there was some like lighthearted humor jokes. Like the stakes were real. Yes. Like it like Chloe Zhao Chloe Zhao did a great job with that movie. She made the stakes real. None of that, uh, I guess we gotta save the day. Yeah, I guess we do. No, it was listen, we gotta save the day because this is this is going down. Um, this movie was kind of like, eh, just another day at work. Yeah. I will you know? say the first like third of the movie, I wholly agree with you. The movie oh, is yeah. basically Wanda isn't a villain. It's they're gonna play the thing where you know she decides that what she's doing is wrong, and she'll right. turn around and turn into a good guy. And you know maybe Wanda's then... not a villain. Scarlet Witch is right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it it'll play with that whole thing, and then we'll have a real vi- like I was almost expecting this to become like a Batman v Superman thing where they'll fight at the beginning, and then a bigger evil will come at the end that they'll fight together, kind of thing. Uh, no, that's kind of what movie. I was expecting with this one. Yeah. And then the you know, second part of the movie occurred where they went to the Illuminati universe, uh, which I got to say, I all nerd um, you know, movie critic me thought it was good. Nerd me was howling inside of my head every direction during those I, scenes. I, I want to get to that. I, I want to get we're going to get to that one moment. But one thing, him mentioning Spider-Man, I thought he wasn't supposed to remember him. He doesn't remember Peter Parker. He remembers Spider-Man. But I thought the whole world forgot about Spider-Man. No, the whole world forgot that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Because at the end of Spider-Man, we still saw J. Jonah talking about Spider-Man being a menace and everything like that. Okay. That, okay. People that still recognize that Spider-Man was in the Avengers, and he, you know, helped fight Thanos and stuff like that. So people know Spider-Man, but all knowledge of Spider-Man being Peter Parker is gone. So Doctor Strange goes, "Yeah, I worked with Spider-Man." He didn't say, "I worked with Peter Parker." He doesn't know Peter Parker. He knows Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. Illuminati. First off. Listen, I, I know it's based off the comic. I know the Brian Michael Bendis comic. Why would you call them that? Come on. You could you could pick any other name except the Illuminati. Really? So, the purpose of the Illuminati is that it was supposed to be the secret team behind the Avengers right, made up right. of one person from every group that would kind of make the tough decisions when that group couldn't. So in the comics, it was made up of uh, Xavier, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, Namor, and Doctor Strange. 
Who's the talking guy? The Oh, Black Bolt? Black Bolt, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a part of it in the comics that I recall. Cuz I, I know saw him on the cover. Um on maybe the cover, he was... is and I'm just not remembering correctly. Yeah, but, Brian, go ahead. I'm go ahead. But yeah, the whole purpose of them is they're the leaders of each of their respective groups. Um mm. oh, Mr. Fantastic is a part of it too. Right, yeah. So it, in this universe, they didn't have an Avengers. They just had that group that was there to make the toughest call on decisions, and they would enact on lethal force, which is from the comics, where the Illuminati would do things that the Avengers wouldn't. So it was the Illuminati's decision to like try and nuke Hulk when he was in space to get rid of him as a problem forever, which had caused mm. the whole World War Hulk comic line and everything. So the Illuminati is kind of like, think of a more evil intent or a good intentioned evil outcome version of the Avengers. So them being the, this universe's like only hope does work because this universe doesn't have problems because they take them out quickly. Hmm. So okay. having yeah, no, them know. as their version of the Avengers, I think it worked perfectly. I, I, well, I think in the, in the realm of the film going through different universes, it, it it's a pretty, it was interesting to see that, you know, like a, like in another universe, um, Captain Marvel's friend is Captain Marvel. You know, what I mean, her old buddy is Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Uh, you know, you got Reed Richards, you got Xavier. Which, um, hold up, before we get to that, uh, when when um, when John Krasinski showed up as Reed Richards, I was like, oh, it's John Krasinski. There was clapping. Did I miss something, or did they just announce so that John Krasinski okay. has been a fan casting hope for? Reed Richards ever since Marvel got the Fantastic Four back. Ah, so okay. everybody has been kind of fan casting that John Krasinski would play uh, Mr. Fantastic for the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. So mm. with this, it kind of they didn't show any trailers or any announcements or anything for who else was a part of the Illuminati. The only thing that was mentioned was uh, Xavier having that one line in the trailer, which you don't even really see him. Perhaps we should tell him the truth. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, when he showed up, man, um, I like how they did the little X-Men jingle. To, you know, um, and I kind of clapped my hand a little bit. I'm like, oh, man, Patrick Stewart. Um, dude, Danny Elfman did a great job with this score. Was it Danny Elfman on this one? It was him. Yeah. I didn't know until the credits and they showed his name. I'm like, oh, Danny Elfman. Oh, I didn't realize that he did the score for this one. Yeah, I, the score was great on this. With the guitar riffs and everything. Um, yeah, so, you know, Professor Xavier shows up and they tell Dr. Strange about what happened to the, you know, the the other one, the other, the one of him in that universe that they had to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... That whole sequence was kind of, it was, it was cool to me, but I was like, yeah, okay. You know, cause I, I the first half kind of left a bad taste in my mouth that don't get me wrong. Some of the action scenes kind of kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, dude, I love when Wanda was going against uh, all four of them. Like oh the whole God. sequence with Xavier That is the in her scene head. that started getting me. So I'll say when they appeared in the universe, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting hyped now. They're starting to actually travel to the u- other universes. We're going to see some cool stuff. And then we got right. to see Mordo as the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. And then it's the Illuminati universe. And I was like, oh, this is getting really good. 
that fight scene is where my brain clicked from this movie being like, you know, this is a good Marvel movie too. I am hyped as shit <laughs> right now. Right. Right. Um, dude, I love when Xavier was in her head and I like how he, he was trying to, you know, pull Wanda out. And I like how like Scarlet Witch kind of overcame him and he died. Dude, I like when she went against a uh, black bolt. I thought that was awesome. It, yeah, the way so that was one of the things when they showed like Black Bolt on there. I was like, okay, there's there's nothing that Wanda can do. This is over. It's just that's going to be their ace in the hole for defeat, defeating Wanda. And then when uh, she just erased his mouth and his head exploded, I was like, oh, oh, there, oh, this is great. And then he, she dissolved Mr. Fantastic into the fibers since he's literally basically a giant stretch ball. He, you know, mm-hmm. dissipated him that way. I was like, absolutely genius. Uh, her fight with, you know, uh, Captain Carter, Carter and, yeah. yeah, Agent Carter and uh, Captain Marvel there. I, I love that as well. Uh, her getting cut with the shield, and then you just see it there with the blood on it, you know, and her body fall over. It was Captain like, Marvel hanged in there, though. She did. She hung in there. Uh, she, yeah. Hers was the only death that I was kind of disappointed in uh, after so seeing a, a thing the other on. ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she had a statue fall on her. I was like, right. really? That's well, what? That was weak. <laughs> that was weak. But at the same time, my hype levels at that point were so off the chart that I was like, ah, she right. got a statue cut off. Well, okay, let's keep going. Let's go. <laughs> let's see Xavier now. I need more. Need, I need more. More. <laughs> more carnage. I need it all. I did like the scene where, um, you know, when witch, when the witch uh, kind of breaks through, going all the way back, when the witch kind of breaks through um, the, the temple and, like, the shield they put up. I like when... Um, Strange in America first traveled through the multiverse. I thought it was cool. They were traveling and they became animated. Oh, yeah. So and, you know. when they went through the multiple things. So the yeah. ones that I noticed from the comics the most uh, that weren't the ones that were prevalent. Like there was one where it had like everything was like white kind of robot-y. I have no idea what universe that was. Uh, then there was the paint universe. Uh, the one where everything was cubes. There was the bug universe. I didn't recognize that one from where that would be. Uh, Mm. The dinosaur one, I'm guessing, would be like the Conan, the barbarian kind of universe. Uh, Hmm. Then there was the noir universe where everything was black and white. Uh, I thought that was a great nod. There was a cartoon universe, obviously, where it's like the spider ham kind of stuff comes from. Uh, Hmm. We already had like a reference to that with uh, Thor Frog in uh, Loki in that quick little scene um then we had which was the dark ages one which was the one that there was like no power in the universe which is actually a pretty cool like mini series and there was another one that i remember seeing that uh oh the 2099 where everything was like neon Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they went through some pretty cool places um yeah, but right after that, when Strange and and, and Mandu is this Mandu or Mandu? Um, or Mondo? Mondo, okay. I'm or sorry. Mordo. You're talking about Mordo? Mordo. You're talking about the guy that was the new Sorcerer Supreme in the Illuminati right, right, right. universe. Carl. Right? Carl Mordo. Yeah, Mordo. Yeah, like, yeah, like when him and, you know, 
when when um strange immortals start fighting and stuff like that and you know they him and um uh america managed to i think i think managed i think he manages to escape but he's trying to like 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 find something to beat the scarlet witch to save america Mm -hmm. that's when i started to kind of lose interest again not not lose interest but that's when my my hype went up for the illuminati fight sequence then it kind of slowly came back to moderate like um when he went to another uh universe and met up with the third eye strange i guess he, i guess you call him the the inverted strange or um, the, the one from the in what was it um the incursion universe right. uh because in the comics the incursions are when two so that was a, a term used during uh hickman's line of secret wars back in 2015 which was when two universes would collide with each other destroying both of them in the whole multiverse so in this universe it seems or in the marvel cinematic universe incursion seems to mean a universe that has been destroyed by the means of an its own self or another universe intervening with it because they talk about with uh, illuminati or the original strange using the dark hold ended up causing an incursion on another planet or another universe, which helped them find a way to defeat Thanos, but they weren't in the process. It did destroy that other universe. Mm. So then he's thrown to another universe where that Dr. Strange used the dark hold and caused an incursion on his own world as well. Hmm. So that okay. that's where I don't know if he has an official name or anything, but I just think of him as Incursion Strange for that reason. Yeah, I um, yeah, I thought that sequence was okay, but I I really liked it when um, you know, and this is what makes Sam Raimi my Sam Sam. This is what makes Sam Raimi Sam Raimi. I like when he uses um like the Zombie Strange. Uh, yes. Uh, and he and he takes all the dead people that try to like take him down because he used uh Scarlet Witch's magic that wasn't supposed to be used. He used some magic that wasn't supposed to be used, but I like how he turns all of them into a cloak. Yeah. Uh or, yeah. no, it was because he was uh messing with the dead. So the mm-hmm. spirits of death were going, You you know, you're inhabiting the body of the dead. You can't do that. We're going to take you down. Right. And yeah, I love that line of, you know, you're the sorcerer supreme. You're going to let some demons take you down, really? And then he just kind of goes, "Yeah, you're right. I am the sorcerer supreme." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so you know, he uh he uh he he fights uh Wanda with them and here's the thing where I kind of like I said, "Okay." And we're back to the usual Marvel stuff. You know, America says well, I can't beat you, but I can give you what you want. Those ran with her sons. You know, we run into the whole thing with like, oh, uh, you're scary. You're not our mommy. And, you know, they run over to the other mommy who just got done killing a bunch of people, too. <laughs> you know, uh, well, under the control of the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, right, 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 right. It, it's I not know, that she did that. <laughs> I know, I know. I love how she's like in that room and she gets the spell just comes off of her and she goes, my children. And she just jumps back through the door. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I was like, you know what I mean? Uh, like you just killed a bunch of people and now you're like, oh, my children. Um, yeah, I will say that the two children actors 
Um, they're they're good TV actors. Uh, they they are not movie good actors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just took them as kids. I didn't really like that. Didn't really distract me from the movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah, you know, the final showdown happens, and you know, yay, save the day. Uh, I gotta say, man, I wasn't really geeked. Uh, with you know, and, and listen, I like Charlie staring, but you know the one scene where the the third eye pops up and it cuts the credits, and then she shows up and says, "Hey, you ready for a new adventure?" Yeah, she and comes I, in and like says that uh, you've caused an incursion, which kind of is leading to a Secret Wars event. I'm guessing. Yeah, I I have no idea, sir. Yeah, you, you you're the expert. You're the expert on this out of the two of us. Yeah, I'm so just now getting back to comics. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing that that's leading to. Um, I actually had no idea who she was when she popped on screen, but she said incursion. My you know my comic brain just started lighting up and went oh, Secret Wars event. We're actually getting a Secret Wars event. So mm. uh, I actually looked it up later, and apparently she is the daughter of Dormammu, who was the villain in the first Doctor Strange which is why you saw his universe in that kind of bubble that she created that they walked through hmm okay so she's the daughter of Mads Milkinson's character yes oh okay all right cool you know whatever happens if you can bring Harry Styles in as some as uh Thanos brother then whatever yeah. Well, now Harry Styles coming in as Thanos' brother was a hype moment. Her coming in, I was like, I have no idea who you are, but I like the words that you're saying. <laughs> right. Um, I just want to, I want a Black Mirror moment where it, a, a self-aware Marvel character, when someone like her comes around and goes, guess what? You still have to save the day. Yeah. It never ends. It's like, no, but I, I just want to live a normal life. You never, you never live a normal life when you're a Marvel character. Now let's go, <laughs> just like drag them. That that's a Deadpool moment. That that's it's either Deadpool or if they decide to introduce Gwenpool into the universe or into the MCU, those are the only characters that would say anything similar to that. Right, like, dude, I just want to live a normal life. I saved the day. Villains never die. They just get knocked out and come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that would be great. I'd love to see that. Um, oh dude, Bruce Campbell. I love his relationship with Sam Raimi, dude. I like how he's always like in his work in some way. Yeah, he um I can't remember. Where did he Evil come... Dead? No, I mean like in this movie. He was the uh he was the hot dog guy. Oh, that's right. Himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember for a moment there, I was like, hold on. Was he in this movie? I don't remember that, but yeah, I remember. Th- yeah, okay. Then in the end, I love the final credit sequence. I love how it starts. And he he looks at the camera and goes, "It's over, <laughs> it's over," and then it just pans. But that was the bet. So when it comes to like the troll after credit scenes, uh, that one I think is my new favorite versus the one from the end of Homecoming where it had uh, Captain America in like one of those like. Uh, home, the school video things going. So you've been waiting here a long time and you're not getting exactly what you wanted. And that's pretty disappointing, huh? And then it cuts to black <laughs> up to that point. That was my favorite. Like, Oh, you got me Marvel. This one I think was better. This one made me laugh a little bit harder. 
Yeah, that made me laugh. But uh, I got to say, I wasn't nearly as disappointed as when we got to the end of the Batman and I saw some uh, some weak ass question mark. Yeah. From, from the Riddler. I was like, man, what is that? And I just walked out just shaking my head. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, I I think Sam Raimi, I think this was a great, great movie for him to come back to the Marvel Universe. Yes. Uh, you know, being that this man gave us our uh, our childhood Spider-Man. Um, our childhood live action Spider-Man. Uh, but I thought this movie was, I thought it was solid for what it was. It didn't give me everything I kind of wanted. It still ran the Marvel formula. And um, see, this is this, another one where so many people were hyped on it, expecting so much from it. And it just, I expected so much it, more. It didn't deliver everything. It delivered a lot of really good stuff, but it didn't deliver everything I was hoping that they would do when they were playing with the multiverse of madness. They only really went to three universes. That there was are it. Great, there are great moments in this film. There's Professor Xavier coming back. There's the Illuminati fight. There's the traveling through multiverses. There's, uh, you know, Zombie Strange and his... um That the, whole fight scene at the end, I loved. Yeah, you know, um, there are great moments in this movie. But overall, man, I got to say... Better than Morbius, but not as good as No Way Home. And uh, it's straight up three out of five for me. Uh, th- this one's a four out of five for me. This It gave me mm. enough of that tickling of you know the comic nerd in me to enjoy a lot of it. But yeah, it did falter in scenes. Um, it, this movie, I will say, I didn't expect uh, the horror element from the original script to stick around when we lost the original director. But I didn't read. Uh, oh, you read the original script came across your way. Uh, no, but it was one of those things where when they were coming up with the sequel, uh, there was rumors that like the villain would be Nightmare and it was going to be like a more horror centered movie. And mm. it seems that uh, Marvel kind of got a little scared of doing that. So they kind of pulled back from that idea. But it, Raimi definitely brought some horror elements to this movie. You know? Oh, yeah. This ain't for kids. Uh, th- there were a couple jump scares. There were. You know, a couple moments where it got really dark and everything. They it's, were doing too much, man. I I know it's from the comics, but really the Illuminati. Come on. See, I love that you part. Know. I got to disagree with you 100% on that. I loved that part. I love those characters. I think a different name could fit them. But yeah. I don't think there was another name that they could have given them that would have been the secret society. N- no, <laughs> that's perfect. The, the MSS, the Marvel Secret. No, okay, wait. The XSS, the X, the X Secret Society, or the MSS, the Mutant Secret Society. But See? they weren't mutant. The only mutant there was Xavier, and they didn't even use the word mutant for him. They're technically all mutants, but yeah. Well, no, because uh, Black Bolt's an inhuman. Captain Marvel got her power from the Infinity Stones. Captain Carter got it from a science experiment. So they're non-human, right? Yeah, they're non-humans. So, so okay, they're so the, No, <laughs> that's not the same, damn it. Right. Do, right. do we want to start this argument? Because we're going to be here for a couple hours if we start this argument. Nah, man, I got better things to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, man, but... um. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was cool for what it was. I I wasn't that blown away by it though. Like I don't I don't think I would see it again. 
this one, I, I kind of do want to see it again, just because there's a couple scenes that I really did like, uh, but I'm probably not going to go back to a theater to see it again. This is going to be right. a home video. You know, I'll watch it again at some point. Like when I eventually have to do the rewatch of everything Marvel again for the next big like Avengers movie, I'm not going to be disappointed when I get to this one. I'm not going to be, you know, the same way that I'll be popping in Thor 2 and just going, oh God, okay. It's only two hours. It's just, it's two hours and then I get to move on to something new. It's It's just two hours. I'll be, you know, looking forward to seeing this one again. Okay. Uh, so I guess, uh, when it comes down to it, everything everywhere is the victor. Yeah. I think that one, if we're going by like even a multiversal movie, I think it played with it a lot better because it came up with some interesting ideas for how they were traveling the multiverse, how they were connecting to it and everything like that. Uh, there was a lot more thought put into that one as a multiversal movie than there was Dr. Strange, sadly, which... Mm-hmm. I was not expecting. I expected Doctor Strange to kind of be more multiversal than let's go to two universes and then, you know, stop there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I um I got more out of everything everywhere all at once. And I want to, I think it has replay value. I think it has cinematic replay value. Like I want to see it again at the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. That does that. But before we go, uh, Avatar 2 sneak preview. What was your thoughts? Uh, oh, man. That that next one sure is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I saw December, I know you told me. But when I saw December, I'm like, okay, let's see if they stick to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not – I could still be in the theater sitting down and going, okay, this is supposedly five minutes. It's going to start. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll say this about James Cameron, man. He 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 takes his time to craft his um cinematic worlds. I know we I listen, man. I know we we uh we take a dump on Avatar because it's not an original story, but man, is it a beautiful piece of shit. I, I will say movie. that this this is a glimmering piece of shit. They put all the sparkles on it, you know, there might be a diamond in there somewhere, but man, is it covered up. A, a diamond behind the lens of the camera right yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're using a diamond for the lens they took the picture with and they decided to put glitter all over that shit before they took that picture because man it does look beautiful but from that trailer i gathered nothing except the fact that oh look that planet does have water they have a sun and, and there's some human kid running around yeah there's a uh, human hybrid of the whatever's they are the blue people that's a hybrid i thought that oh what was what was hybrid well, he looks about him? Ty- I guess- he looks like just the same size as the blue people except he has like human skin tone oh i didn't notice that part yeah um or yeah, maybe it got- was just perspective and i just kind of was like oh yeah he's just a bigger dude okay whatever um, because I was just looking at it and going, oh yeah, it looks beautiful, but, uh, th- nobody's spoken a single line yet. And then there's one line at the end of the trail. I can't even remember what it was. Dude, uh, I was, I was watching the first avatar the other day, man. And again, it looks beautiful <laughs> to this day, right? but some of the dialogue, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like when they first see my man in the wheelchair, they see Sam Wilson coming by in a wheelchair. You see some military men look at one guy goes. Oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when he first meets, uh, when he first talks to 
the uh, the army sergeant, the basically the bad guy. Of the movie. I like that you're saying that you just saw the movie and you still can't remember the names of any of the characters in this movie. Well, I saw part of it. I didn't finish the whole thing. Oh, but, okay, um, as is tradition. <laughs> right, right. Because uh, it's a long movie. Um, I know. I remember the army sergeant guy when he first starts talking to him. I love how the camera does the classic pan around him. He he goes, Pandora will eat you up and spit you out. <laughs> they sort of scarred that in space. I'm like, dude, this is so corny. It is. Um, yeah. It for the new one. Uh, am I excited to see it? No. Uh, am I gonna go see it on day one? Yeah, probably. The cinema. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what new visuals J- uh, James Cameron has. I'm excited yeah, to see. I, I'm excited to see this movie. I, I might bring some noise canceling headphones though. You know, it's. <laughs> Hey man, it could surprise us though. It, it could, could just it could just be an original sequel to a not so original story. We could end up coming back to the podcast and just going, "Oh my god, that was the best movie I've ever seen." I'm not going to call it, but we might get the next T2, man. I <laughs> Listen, man. Is, Judgment Day is amazing. Th- those are bold words, sir. Those are very bold words. <laughs> he's done it once. Actually, he's done it twice aliens and then t2 he's done it twice it's true uh that <sighs> he's good at sequels he, he's very good at sequels we'll, we'll see we'll see i don't i i get where you're coming from but at the same time um i i don't i i don't believe that at all <laughs> <laughs> look at the title of the movie the way of water i was like <laughs> Whatever you say, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember say. when it, uh, they announced the title of it. I texted you. I was like, okay, we're doing you know, Avatar 2 versus Waterworld. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then I hit you back like, oh, man, okay. That'll be the first time I see that movie. You go, yeah, Which is wait, still wait. shocking to me. You've never seen Waterworld? I'm like, no. Nah. Listen, man, all the classic Kevin Costner films from back in the day when he was handsome Costner, I haven't seen Postman, Dances with Wolves. Waterworld, none of them. Yeah. Like, I've seen Mr. Brooks, which I think is a great movie. Like, I've seen older Costner, mm. but I haven't seen past Costner. Oh, that's still shocking to me. Yeah, I've heard stories, man. I've, we're we're going to have to add them into the list somewhere. Maybe we will put it up against Avatar 2 for real, just to make you watch that movie. As a joke, I think we should. As a joke, <laughs> I think we should, dog. Avatar 2 versus Waterworld as a we're joke. We're penciling I, it in now. We'll see what happens later. <laughs> we'll add it to the schedule. All right, man, I think that wraps it up for this one. Yep, I think that uh, that clears it out. Everything everywhere at once over Doctor Strange for both of us. All right, y'all. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one. Take care.